Good morning, everybody. This is the Casual Mystery Tour podcast number five. This podcast will include uh, our trip starting from Denver, going to Rocky Mountain um, uh, National Park, where we did several things, and then also we went to Zion National Park, and maybe even a short little bit of uh, our Vegas podcast. I'm sure you guys have been seeing our uh, various Facebook posts and from Zion, and we'll explain those shortly. Continue to like and share those as much as possible. Yes, please. Yeah, exactly. We gotta we gotta spread the casual way um, of life here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and let's see. Okay, first let's get into uh, Rocky Mountain. Um, yeah, so that was an incredible park. Um, we did uh, this short hike up to Emerald Lakes, and it was maybe like two and a half miles round trip or something like that, roughly yeah, three roughly. miles. And I was just awestruck by the scenery. It was insane. Like nothing you would ever see out east, that's for sure. Um, having done a fair amount of hiking in various parts of the East Coast, um, including like Smoky Mountains and, and stuff like that, there's nothing you can get like the Rocky Mountains. And the, so you get this incredible views, and it's uh, a little bit easier too. <laughs> it's a little bit easier. Honestly, uh, you can get amazing stuff uh, for lower effort, I would say. Uh, then we stayed at the Moraine Campground um, in Rocky Mountain, and that was pretty cool. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. We heard about this uh, trail that you can see elk in um, during like dusk, and we sort of missed the boat on that one. Um, I mean, we could have. I was like all ready to go hiking into the dusk, even though we didn't have any headlamps. I was like ready to keep going. And probably shouldn't have done it, but I was like super uh, pissed. It was getting pretty dark. It was getting, it was almost it was, yeah. It was nearly pitch black it, at that point, <laughs> and we had very little phone battery, almost no service, and no headlamp. We knew if we didn't uh, stop Nate, he would just start walking forever. Yeah. Until it got pitch black, and we'd just be lost. <laughs> we'd be lost in the woods. Probably get attacked by some crazy elk. Okay, uh, that wouldn't have happened, but you're right, I am a little bit single-minded. I definitely <laughs> wanted to get get to those elk and see. I was, I was just incredibly disappointed. They did say that there was an aggressive mother elk somewhere in the area that we were <laughs> hiking, so this also was a cause for concern for everyone but Nate. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, that, wait, was, was everyone concerned about that? Or? I was I significantly concerned. I wasn't that, that concerned. I was more concerned just about the dark. Yeah, I mean, the dark is the reasonable concern. I mean... Leonard over here with, well, the, with the animals. The animals and Len Leonard don't... What is, don't what is the dark going to do to us? It's the fact that we can't see the animals in the dark. <laughs> I guess, I I guess just, so. I just, that night, for some reason, I just was not in the mood to get attacked by a mother elk. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, okay. <sighs> I guess I have nothing to say out of that. You guys had reasonable concerns, <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. I was actually, like, fairly mad, though, at the time. Um... Uh, not actually mad, just being like, oh, they won't go on adventures with me. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, but, we I don't want to lose you, Nate. We just yeah, don't want to lose you. I, I'm just uh, very single-minded. I'm about to go. We were about to go somewhere. into the wilderness slash meadow slash woods at absolute dark. So that is why we had to turn back. Yeah, it was a little bit stupid on my part to 
Like we had headlamps. If we had headlamps, if we had headlamps, it was like a more mapped trail rather than just like a horse. Thing. Yeah, this like, was, yeah. this wasn't even an official trail. It wasn't an official so. trail. Like yeah, it was just that all the points did not add up to us yeah. taking that hike. All right, well you guys are taking into account my emotions here, <laughs> so I'm gonna move on. All right, um, whew. all right, it's okay. Yeah, I, okay. Um, Here's a tissue. <laughs> uh, okay, so then, yeah, after the elk disappointment, we went to, uh, we left Rocky Mountain in the morning, and we went to this Trail Ridge Road, 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 <laughs> we went Rouge. to Trail Ridge, Ridge Road, oh, that's hard <laughs> to say, um, and it was this insane drive, um, uh, through the mountains at like 12,000 feet and then it even climbed oh, yeah. up to 14,000 mm -hmm. at points, I'm pretty sure. And it's it just like, you're just on another planet there. It's, it's just unlike anything else. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty hot. And we saw a moose, which was pretty cool. Oh, we saw a moose. I forgot about that. Yeah. We saw multiple moose eye, actually. <laughs> right, yeah, we saw a, a mother and her... Baby, yeah, yeah cat. baby moose. I don't know what it's called. A little baby uh, moose. <laughs> yeah, and then a big, big old buck. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that guy. Yeah. And the funny thing is, who do we talk to later that was like, oh yeah, you don't want to get anywhere close to like those male moose. Oh, it was moose that lady at the gas station. Oh right? yeah. yeah. There was some lady on the gas station on the way down that was saying, yeah, you don't want to get anywhere close to the male moose because, uh, you know, they don't care. They'll like attack you for no reason. So, um, and, thing and yet we were literally maybe. 10, 15 feet away from this giant bull moose. It didn't seem to really care about us, honestly. It, 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 it clearly was just didn't. eating grass. But <laughs> this, this lady was like, yeah, yeah, they'll turn on you in a second. It looked yeah. really strong. Like, it looked pretty muscular. Yeah. I thought that moose were as big as large trucks, but they're not. Definitely not. That At least was, not that, that one. That one was not, even though it was a bull moose. So, I was a little bit disappointed there, too. Those moose are <laughs> pretty aggressive, yeah. Yeah. It did not it did not seem to be phased by us or the forty other people standing on the side no. of the road watching it. Yeah, taking pictures. I guess my my escape plan would have been uh, there was like a line of cars pulled over. I would have probably ducked behind the cars. Mm. Yeah. You leaving uh, Leonard to be gored by the moose probably. <laughs> I, I would have probably like kicked some old lady's leg out. Under, <laughs> and, and honestly, like, the best the best story is like I saw this picture one time of like a little gun. It's like oh this saved me from a bear attack one time. All I had to do was shoot my girlfriend in the leg and keep running. Like, it's like that's probably kind of what I would do. So, sorry to my future girlfriend, but uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, Leonard's looking for applications for everyone who wants to be. <laughs> Redheads are encouraged to. Redheads, redheads do who uh, don't mind backstabbing. <laughs> and prefer the Sixers. Hashtag trust uh, yeah. the process. Ooh. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of trusting the process, um, while in Zion, uh, Leonard actually convinced me to be a Sixers fan. Um, it's a huge step for Nate, honestly. I, I've never been a fan of any sports team in my life. In fact, sports have not been part of my life at all, really. So he convinced me one afternoon. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it was a Hallmark moment. It was, it was a Hallmark moment. I was like, wow, sports are interesting? There's so there, much more to it. There's been this hole in your life you didn't yeah. even know existed. And now it's going to slowly be filled up by your love for the Sixers. And Markel yeah, Fultz. We'll see. Oh yeah, Markel Fultz. Uh, is, yeah, we, uh, we, I can say that now, we <laughs> just traded the, the Celtics for uh, Markel Fultz. 
he was, and we got the their first draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna be pretty sweet on Thursday when we get our number one. Yeah. Oh yeah. We get our number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's just something I never really run into before, and it actually seems like a fun thing to do. And Nate also has a new favorite song now that I have gotten drilled into everyone's oh head. My oh god. my god. The Sixers theme song. Oh, uh, we just randomly will start singing it. Uh, it's so catchy. It's so bad. <laughs> well, guys, now we have to. <clears throat> one, two, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, Sixers. Ten, nine, eight, seventy sixers. <laughs> uh, it's so oh, cheesy. It's so oh man, that's just the chorus. The best. Yeah. The best. You know, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. I didn't know if you were counting down there at first or starting the song. <laughs> oh no! Uh, like, everyone's like, so I was like, it starts out with one, two, three. Like, I like, is this the start? Should I be participating right there? I realized. Like, I realized that in the moment as I was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, the the you guys caught on. Um, the beat was a little bit off, so you noticed. So, yeah, so let's talk about Zion. Um, uh, that was pretty quick. It was another Emerald hike. It was like to Emerald Lake. Emerald Pools. Emerald Pools instead of yeah. Emerald Lake, which was the first one. That was pretty good. Extremely hot out there. It was, really like, it was like 105 degrees. Yeah, every single day we were in Zion, it was over 100. Uh, over so. 100, yeah. And that'll, uh, that'll come into play later a little bit in one of our stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a dry heat. So, you know, not quite as bad as a humid 105, but still still brutal. Yeah, like, still Like, there's brutal. no way around it. Like, yeah, yeah. We absolutely were, awful. We were constantly mm-hmm. drinking water. That was, like, a huge struggle. I was drinking water, essentially, like, the whole time I was awake, and I was still dehydrated. Like, yeah. every single day we were in Zion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was it was an uphill battle. We were not winning. Uh, and then the next day we did the Narrows hike. Um mm-hmm. And that one was crazy. Like, you hike up this giant stream through these uh, canyons uh, that were carved. That was awesome. And then uh, the third one, and the final picture that we posted on Facebook, we didn't actually caption it this way, but uh, (laughs) it was the Observation Point Trail. And this is definitely the most intense, long trail that we did. It was a full eight-mile hike up a mountain and down a mountain. Um, So that was just absolutely brutal. And, of course, you know, the 105-degree heat. And limited water water supplies. Yeah, it was a total of I believe twenty one hundred elevation change. Yeah. So it was pretty hard, yeah. but it was totally worth it. Yeah, I don't know. Was it worth it, Leonard? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was worth it for the sense of personal accomplishment. But uh, it, I was it, I was dying on my way, yeah. especially up the hill was was awful because uh, you're just a. Uh, you're exhausted, you're thirsty, you're hot, like, it just was not a good combination of stuff. My legs felt like jelly, but, uh, the sense of personal accomplishment and the, uh, the, the views at the end were definitely worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, honestly, the hike, you know, like, the best thing about hiking, or one of the best things, I guess, is just that, um, you earn your views, you know what I mean? Like, mm, um, true. you feel like, uh, when you get to the top of a mountain, and you see how awesome it is, you're like, I did that. Like, I pulled myself, my sorry ass, up that mountain, and now I can reap the rewards, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, it was extremely satisfying. Especially uh, on this hike way. when you literally can look down and see what you just hiked up. Yeah, Because exactly. you can literally look down and see where you started. See those brutal switchbacks. Yeah. Ooh. Multiple sets of brutal switch, switchbacks where you're just going straight up the mountain. Yeah. Um, that was pretty 
freaking intense, man. Definitely did not get the sense of post accomplishment though. We, yeah, uh, we, I was uh, I was not really feeling it too much when we were getting down the mountain, and uh, we got off there, got onto the uh, the bus, got some water real quick, where I was like really struggling. We get on this uh, the bus to get back then, and uh, as soon as I knew, as soon as we had to get on the bus, and I had to stand up because there were no seats on the bus, I was like, it's over, like I'm done, like oh, I, uh, man. I, I was me and Aaron were just standing there on the bus, and I'm facing him, and I'm just like kind of waving all over the place here, just like kind of oh no, like something's about to happen right now, and I'm trying to sip my water and everything. And I couldn't even talk at this point because I was just so tired, thirsty, exhausted. I don't even know, like, what you, some combination of yeah, everything. You were, like, starting to black out, right? Yeah, like, I, I, like, started to, like, black out a little bit. And, like, for some reason, I felt like I couldn't talk. And I was trying to communicate to Aaron that I was going to either, like, pass out or something by taking Man. off my sunglasses and showing him, like, the totally glazed look in my eye and the fact that I was, like, leaning against the pole of the bus like, in the middle of this crowded bus on the way back, and, uh, yeah, then I just yacked on the bus. <laughs> it was, uh, uh... For those not in the know, yacking is, uh, it's street for, uh, puking. Tossing my cookies. Talking, <laughs> tossing your cookies. Throwing yeah. up, whatever yeah, throwing you want to call up, it. Um, yeah. I, I really tried to, to, to contain myself. I swallowed through up three times before <laughs> I actually, like, was able to oh my uh, God. not hold it any longer. And oh, luckily, Aaron got my school bag open and was able to throw up inside my school bag. Oh, for yeah. some of it, at least. But, uh... We got, we got most of it in yeah, the school bag. Yeah, like, just... It was mostly water at that point because <laughs> there was not much in my stomach at that point anyway. Oh, my but, uh, There wasn't... There was hardly any collateral damage. Yeah, other, I, other it was, we did a pretty good job of maintaining that, honestly. Like, Hardly any or none. I mean, maybe a splash here and there on someone's <laughs> shoes, but oh, it was man. pretty much in the backpack or just on the ground. Yeah, I kept it, like, the, the splash was pretty much in the center of the bus, like... Yeah, that's true. It was, yeah. it was well, uh... Well placed. Well executed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly. Good job, man. Tried, yeah. In, my, in my, like, blinded stupor, I couldn't, like just throw up randomly on the bus. I had to keep it contained for the most part. So, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I saw Leonard, like, wobbling in the middle of the bus. <laughs> I saw your eyes roll back in your head, and at that point, I think I just said something like, you want to get, you, you get off at the next stop? And he, you know, he just nod. And so then I turn around, and I'm looking... Uh, I'm looking str- straight ahead on the road, and I'm just like, come on, just like get to the next stop, get to the next stop. And of course, it seems like it takes forever. And then when I turn back to Leonard, I just see his mouth full of liquid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, time to open up this backpack. <laughs> and then right as I, I just I zip it open, pull it right in front of him, and he just lets loose. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I, I felt it, like, coming from inside of me. I was like, oh, no, like, this... I'm looking for a window or a bag or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm in the middle oh, of a man. crowded bus. Like, I don't want to throw it directly on anyone. Like, this is pretty bad right now. But there was just... There was no hold it down. I was... I don't even know what specifically, like, the combination of stuff caused it, but uh, there was no stopping that. It was either passing up or throwing out... Throwing... Passing out or throwing up. And, uh, yeah, throwing up, it was... <laughs> People were really nice, though, honestly. Like, they were very mm, helpful. Yeah. Someone gave up their seat afterward, and, like... Yeah, yeah everyone on the bus was, like, throwing, like, supplements and, like, Gatorade. And water and, and which like, was really helpful. bags and whatnot. Yeah. And they were doing anything they could to help, really. Which was really, really nice, yeah. Yeah. Considering you... I just threw up in the middle of the bus <laughs> that they were on. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, campers are, you know, they're, they're nice people. Like, and also, they're not exactly the type of... Uh, to mind that much if you get a little bit of throw up on their shoes, so yeah, <laughs> everybody already smells like the trail, and yeah, the yeah, dirt, so yeah, and they're, they're probably understanding because they just went through some intense hikes. They're like, Oh, that guy's throwing up, okay, yeah. like I know how that is. Um, yeah, rough, rough hike, <laughs> yeah, it was a rough time. The whole, the whole Zion thing, while it was definitely amazing, there was some definite low points for me. Not only was it the throwing up, but I also lost my pair of hiking shoes. Not lost, but they literally physically broke down on me. The soles of the shoes literally fell off. So uh, I'm down not only not only my pride from the throwing up, but uh, my only pair of usable hiking shoes are now gone as well. Yeah, so you had my first basketball shoes ever. Your, yeah, your, you had your first basketball shoes uh, gotten their soles were torn off of them, and then your new shoes you had to use for hiking on that one fateful day where you threw up too so that's so two now, shoes now they're it, they went from black and white to uh, like a black and pink to match the zion rocks so, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's they're zion colored now yeah <laughs> yeah rough, like i said earlier in the podcast every time i go camping there's always something that's got to happen like this time it was the throw up in the shoes so i'm interested to see what's going to happen next time Yep, probably it's, like later in the trip you're gonna have something mm-hmm. go wrong, man. A snake's gonna crawl in your sleeping bag. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> don't tell him that. Now I just made it The premonitions are always coming true, though. So yeah. like, it has it has to be something. Like it's statistically, it just has to have, have something right. has to happen. To I also me, think so. statistically something has to happen to Nate too. Oh, of on, course. In nature, because Nate, you've been doing some questionable activities. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Should we go down the list? Oh no. <laughs> Number one, while we're on this trail, uh, Nate decides to. Uh, stick his finger into a tree and take the was it your finger no stick into a tree and take the sap out of this random tree that we have no idea what it is or or anything about and then he eats the sap okay he ate uh, the he wi- ate the wild <laughs> sap <laughs> off a trail i was like I, I couldn't believe he did it and then i was starting to get like images in my head of having to call a medevac uh copter because <laughs> i'm uh hello my idiot friend ate the sap on this tree uh, on the observation point trail <laughs> Alright, guys, you're overreacting. It was, I mean, sure, it was sap off of a tree on the trail. It was just a pine tree. Like, everyone's eating pine sap. And this just looked especially <laughs> Everyone's eating pine sap. Everybody's eating pine sap. Let's take a Wait, survey yeah. of listeners. How many of you have actually eaten pine sap? Off of random trees. Off of random trees. It's all the rage. Is it all the rage? Pine sap? It's not all the rage, but I don't know. I feel like everyone has, like, accidentally done it as a kid. You're, like, climbing a pine tree, and then you, you know, you get it on your hand. I forgot I'm dealing with city boys here. I forgot. My bad. (laughs) It's not even that. My bad. It's like you're in... It's common sense, man. (laughs) How many times have you been to Zion National Park? Like, you don't know what kind of trees are around there or anything. Like, if you knew what kind of native trees were in the area... Yeah, they're probably different. They're different species, I could tell it was a pine tree. I was fine. It was a pine tree. Mm-hmm. There's pine sap. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, tree. though. Nate doesn't even say like, "Hey guys, dare me to eat this sap?" Yeah. Or, <laughs> he just. Mm, I maybe I'm gonna eat this sap. No, no. Without a single word, sticks his <laughs> sticks his stick into the sap. We're all just staring at him, <laughs> and he just puts it right in his mouth. <laughs> it had a distinct uh, uh, piney taste to it. Mm. Mm. What a coincidence! It was actually it was pretty good actually, uh, but I was really worried. You, I can't believe you guys were actually worried. Like, I, it really wasn't. I shouldn't say dangerous. really worried, but I was definitely slightly worried. Well, it's it's you. Like, we also have not only besides the sap, but like 
we had an active bet that Nate was going to be um, <laughs> the one that would be taken down by a cactus at some <laughs> yeah. point. Um, oh, man. All three of us had bets that it would be more likely that he gets pricked by a cactus at some point than not to get hit by one. <laughs> um, which did <laughs> not actually did not happen. True. But I'm still yeah. betting on it. How, it could how are you thinking that would even happen? I mean, like, I'm not... Because you're... Sample one. Just the You're person who ate sap. sap off of trees. <laughs> I could that? say you like go into a cactus. Oh, look at this cactus flower here, and just like touching it and then like picking it up. And oh, then, okay, like, okay. Maybe, maybe you drop it on your foot or something. Oh, like, yeah, or, okay. Like, I actually have done something like that before, but it wasn't with the the obvious cactus thorn ones. I mean, those. I mean, I would be really stupid to just go get myself pricked on that by like reaching out to it. But there are these cacti that have these uh, thorns that look almost like super thin hairs. I was like, oh, those look like really soft. And then I got it on my hand, and these hairs would not come off. And they just like continually pricked me for a whole day straight. So that was, yeah, that was bad. Um, that, so I can understand. I can understand it. I have, I've already learned my lesson, though, believe me. Like, I've done that one. But Nate's, yeah, but the, <laughs> Nate, Nate's the kind of guy who would get pricked by a, a cactus and be like in writhing pain for about five seconds. And then you're like, oh, wow, well, this is actually a very interesting cactus. You see, this is a thing. <laughs> Wait, in fact, that is from the species, uh, I don't know. At this point in the trip, I feel like we can each predict each other's movements. Like, very much We're so. all very predictable, I think. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for week five when we all become one. <laughs> Once we all become it one is, person. It is, it is slowly happening. Already. I mean, I'm already becoming a sports fiend. Uh, you know, that's at least one area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Aaron's militant veganism, that might take a while to hit me. Um, you guys have started ordering side salads. That, this, that's this that's actually step. true. Wait, there's a Except for letter. <laughs> don't rope me up in this. I'm not, I don't need healthy like that. Okay. I do not, I'm not weak-minded like that. Okay, yeah, Nate and Tim have started, started ordering side salads. That's the first step. Yeah, because I don't then want... You're, then yeah, you're, gonna start, don't... You're, you're going to start ordering salads as your main entree. I actually getting... just, just had a salad for lunch today. Both of them did? Yes. Well, mine was a tostada, to be fair. Which is a salad. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to start ordering side salads with your salad. And then from, from that point That's on, it's a much. smooth pathway to militant vegan. Militant vegan? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't give up meat, man. Yeah, meat's too essential. It's too yummy. I don't care protein. if you think I'm an immoral bastard. Uh, <laughs> meat? Me neither. So delicious. So yeah. good. So yeah. good. I will not I refuse to adopt the veganism or healthiness in general or the outdoorsiness that you guys have. Will never that will never hit me. So I'm fairly Dude, you, I, th- I thought you were pretty much enjoying the camping. Like and besides the almost dying, I think it was well, but uh, you know, almost dying definitely does take it down a notch. Yeah, I mean, you know, next time you'll just almost die a little less, and then after that you'll it's a steady decline. Not really die, and then the other time after that you'll uh, you'll have a near death experience, and then you're you're done. You know, then you're not going to die anymore. Exactly. See, maybe it only take like twelve more camping trips until I maybe don't almost die. This episode sponsored by um, nothing because no one wanted to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates us. We have a podcast. Please talk to us, please. Oh. (laughs) Thank you for your support. All right. Um, 
here's a quick philosophical sort of question, I guess, for everyone. Um, I've been really surprised about how patriotic I've been feeling lately. What are you both about you guys? Have you been feeling patriotic? Build the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's one form of patriotism, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, he kids, he kids. I've definitely Does been, he kid? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been feeling more patriotic. You know, one of the things that we debated in the very first podcast, going uh, back to the first podcast, was are people similar or are people oh, different? Mm -hmm. And I've come around to start to think that people around the country, at least, are pretty similar. I honestly have not been noticing extreme differences in the places we go um, in terms of, like, actual, you know, behaviors or characteristics. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel Which, yeah. in a way, has made me kind of proud because and patriotic because although we've talked about in the, in the first podcast and other podcasts, how diverse the country is, culturally, geographically, there is some type of unifying factor amongst people. And I don't know what exactly that is, but I think there is some type of unifying American spirit, if you will. I, I can see that. Um, yeah. Uh, people are people are all, you know, they'll, they'll treat you nice. And uh, there's definitely differences between the regions that they're... they're of course. They're, I would say they're minor, honestly, in comparison to similarities. Right. Um, and that's something that doesn't ever get brought up, um, really, as far as I can tell. Like, really, we're more similar than different. Um, we have a lot of similar mm -hmm. uh, things that we want. We just think that, you know... I mean, we haven't had that many uh, deep philosophical con conversations about pe with people about their values or anything like no, that. No, we haven't. But, you know, I've just been getting roughly, you know, the same sort of treatment from other people and I've been treating them roughly the same throughout this whole trip, so, yeah. We are pretty nondescript guys, though. We are? Oh, yeah. Nondescript-looking guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. None of us dress... Um, Too flamboyantly. Extra yeah. Or extravagantly. As I yeah. sit here in an oversized Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my one shirt that's uh, any sort of flamboyant. I mean, Leonard, Leonard has been rocking uh, Philadelphia Sixers <laughs> yeah. <gear> everywhere. <laughs> Literally everywhere. And it has been getting great reception. May I add, I have gotten at least five or six trusted processes just in the past two or three days in the state of Nevada. So uh, the Sixers fans are going strong right now. Definitely worth wearing the uh, extravagant Sixers clothing. <laughs> but, yeah, besides the Sixers garb and Nate's ugly Hawaiian shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked it. I really like my shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Well, let's not get into that, Leonard. It's not your shirt. But I do wonder how we'd be treated if we looked different, if we dressed different, or um, were, uh, were a different race or, or gender. Um, uh, you're probably right, honestly. We're just the people that can go from you know, group to group the most easily. easily. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. We just, we can really fit in anywhere. Because we have no style at all. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. So speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though everyone's got sort of, uh, right now, everyone's got their University of Delaware, Sixers sort of thing on. I mean, people will point us out as from 
from somewhere, but they're not like, oh, you're just a totally different person just from the outset by, by profiling us, I guess. Right. Right. We're difficult to profile. We're difficult to profile, oh. yeah. At least, uh, you know, in the places we've been going. Right. Another thing that's made me patriotic, which we've talked about um, in the car a bit, is just the, the, the amount of things or, or uh, characteristics the U.S. have, so in particular the geography, which we've talked about. Um, in fact, we were in the car and we were going through Utah and just looking at the desert and looking at the mountains. Um, and we were thinking to ourselves, does any other country in the world have the geographical diversity that the U.S. has? And none of us could think of a country that really beats that. Um, yeah, there's and, nothing that even comes close. Right. And perhaps it's a little silly to have pride in something geographical but i think it to a certain extent makes sense um you know this is my you know this is my my pride my country you know mm-hmm. um well we have ownership in this place yeah you know? we have ownership exactly you know you feel a certain sense of belonging um and i think in that regard i definitely become more patriotic on this trip yeah like this country isn't just Delaware um, or, you know, the East Coast. There's also some amazing, so much more, wonderful right. things out here that deserve to be protected um, by us. And, you know, we just, honestly, you need to really just see them to be able to know that you should protect them to a certain extent, honestly. Yeah. Um, and realize, once you see something, you're able to see why it's important, right. sort of. Just the fact that we live in a country where there is a massive national park system. You have all these amazing landscapes that are, you know, preserved um, and honored in the way that they are is pretty amazing because um, most countries don't have that at all. Um, yeah. No other countries have something like this extensive or, or interesting. Right. Like, our landscape is unique and the way we preserve it is unique. <laughs> Shout out to Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bad mother. And yeah. today we went to the Hoover Dam, oh, yeah. which was just a... a marvel of engineering and American innovation. That got me feeling pretty patriotic. Same. Yeah, that was like, uh, yeah, that was some crazy, crazy engineering there. And like, you know, tons of people, uh, not tons of people, people died for this the creation of this dam and then, um, and then afterwards it brought water and electricity to like multiple, multiple states. Like six states, right? 1.3 billion people are provided power year-round from this Hoover Dam. Uh, million people? Yeah. Billion. Right? No? There's no way. I'm pretty sure there's only... There's only only 300 million people in the U.S., so... (laughs) Yeah, the entire country plus, like... All of Canada, all of North America, all of North America, the, and, and, and part of South America, all, probably all of South America too. All right. All right. Thing, did, did you guys know, listeners, that your all of your power comes from the Hoover Dam? <laughs> I swear, I'm an accountant. <laughs> hire, hire me, please. Uh, bet but you there, didn't know that one. <laughs> but to what you were saying before, there is something to the American spirit of like building the Hoover Dam. You know. There's something to be said about, you know, when, uh, maybe it's a little too patriotic rant, but, you know, when we want to do something, we, like, we do it. Yeah. Um, as evidenced by the Hoover Dam. Yeah, that thing is ugly as hell, but it's still, like, <laughs> it's, it's just, just a massive feat of engineering it's a, yeah, exactly. and, and human manpower. And, yeah, it's crazy. This giant concrete thing, it's, like, amazing. It's so functional, too. It's not like, it's not like the, the, uh, Egyptians just building pyramids because, you know, they wanted to, 
because um, like you know the bigger your pyramid the better your life in heaven is or, or whatever it's not like that it's no. like um, a giant feat of engineering that actually helps people it's like functional you know and yeah that, that's something amazing. and we did it in the midst of uh, the Great Depression we, right, oh, we yeah. did oh mm-hmm. wow yeah I didn't even think about that yeah and it only took um, uh, was it three or four years yeah, I think four years. Four years. I think it was 1931, 1935. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're like, uh, we're pretty cool, you know, America, right? Yeah. yeah. And now what have we done recently, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it, it, honestly, it does feel like that. Like, what have, what have we done recently as a country, really? The U.S.? There's like that much to be proud of. I don't feel like there's no, any... We don't, we don't make things anymore. We don't make things. What, what is there concrete to be proud of as a country? I have no idea. And that's probably why all of us are like just coming into our uh, patriotism now as people are going across the country because what is there patriotic to be uh, or what is there to be patriotic about right now in, in our public sphere? Like, I don't feel good about what's going on in the news about our country. I don't feel good at all. Like, um, uh, I, you know, the I don't know, celebrities are just incredibly uh, vacuous and boring and like, I, you know, they're, they're sucking time from people, and there's no public work project that I can be like point to and be like, that is what we've done with our taxpayer money and our people's blood and sweat. There's nothing like that, man. The third uh, Milwaukee stadium that they're going to use <laughs> built right next to each other, all for the same team. That's what we can be proud of and use taxpayer money for. Oh, my God. This is a great example. Wait, wait, guys, guys. What could we make that would be a giant public works project? that would actually really help us out like it could be like this something that you know everyone puts their effort and time into and then maybe it'll separate us from another country um build the wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah we could build a wall you know that that's all i'm saying um we gotta keep this it's an idea yeah you're right you're right you know keep it in your pocket yeah (laughs) I mean, we just got to keep those Canadians out, you know? You those, <laughs> Canadians out. those dirty, dirty Canadians. Smelly, smelly Canadians. I don't know, though. I don't, think, smell it, like moose. I don't think it's all doom and gloom. Um, we're the number one We're the number one in many categories. G- fi- GDP, military power. Number one. Dipl- diplomatic. Not per capita, though. Who's per capita? Yeah, you're right. It's not per capita. And also, true. we're falling from those rankings. And, we, and our, we're, not the, we're not educated. And we're not... Uh, and You're our right, quality there's... of life is lower than a lot of other developed. I, yeah, we're, not, we're not a very happy country. We're an unhappy country with 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 very. I don't know. Like I, I don't see D- GDP as a, a very good measure of how the country's doing. What what I'm saying is that um, we're disconnected from our country because we don't. I, I don't know why we're. Disconnected I see what you're saying. From our yeah. country, I'm just saying. We're not, uh, I didn't grow up a patriot, I have to say, uh, you know, it's like a confession almost, like, I didn't grow up uh, giving a shit about America, in fact, I was, I, I was either uh, ambivalent or completely, uh, you know, um, negative, I would say, about our, our country, and that's because I had no, I had no stake in it, my life was easy, made easy by my country, but I didn't have any any stake in the public good or anything like that so um i saw i mean i don't i don't i don't know what to say i mean like i mean there's all these great luxuries we have but do they mean anything after a certain point because i think it's a lot about globalization too like just like increasing sense of like not 
your individual countries, but just like the world as a whole, maybe going forward, just because like we're so interconnected with everyone. You can talk to someone in Japan or China like literally in like three seconds. You can call Shelby right after we get off this recording, who's mm-hmm. in Germany right now or something, yeah, and just talk to her there. And like, I feel like it's not as focused on countries as much as like world success anymore. And the people who take credit for that stuff are like the companies rather than the countries. I don't know. I see what you're saying. I think what you're saying is we need more of a... What I'm saying? Or yeah, yeah, what you're yeah. saying um, in just different words is like we, we need more of a public unity project. It's like something... We need something that's public and available to all that all of us need to be proud of. Yeah, exactly. Right, right? that's what you're saying. Like, Which, okay, like, I get what you're saying. Um, and Aaron and I, I mean, this, this is sort of a feeling that I had somewhat a little bit before, but... Uh, it was really crystallized by this book that Aaron and I both, both mm-hmm. read, which is uh, Tribe by Sebastian Younger, and I would recommend everyone to read it. It's a short read, but it basically talks about um, the fact that um, without, without um, a public sort of unifi- unifying identity in a country, then there's like a whole lot more like depression and suicide oh, and stuff like that. Look at other countries that are not unified by something. For example, there's a ton of African countries... Um, off the top of my head, Nigeria, where the whole north is, I think the whole north is Muslim, the whole south is Christian, and they basically don't have a common identity, you know? So, like, if there's nothing to unify a country, then what is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, obviously it's way less extreme here, but, um, or in the U.S., but you're saying that since you've been alive, there's been a lack of either events that have occurred or projects that have occurred to unify us and be like, yeah, you know, yeah, America, we're the best. Exactly, yeah. And in the book, he talks a lot about war and how war is actually this great unifier of, of countries. And having a common enemy means that you have to band together to really, like... Makes um, sense. To, yeah. you know, to survive, basically. But what that turns out to be is it's actually really great for humans um, is, to, is banding together. It's, like, good for us in a psychological sort of way. And that's something that I felt is completely lacking from my life uh, as a whole. I, um, yeah. Before I, you became a Sixers fan. <laughs> before I became a Sixers fan, I guess I guess sports is a is a weak, somewhat weak, but like a sta- a stand-in for that sort of um, the unity sort of uh, th- feeling that mm-hmm. you get. I think I was misinterpreting you before because I think I misinterpreted you as saying that there's been a lack of innovation, which I don't think is true. But I see what you're saying now about how there is a lack of. Basically, what you're saying, something that's Lack public. Of unity. Public unit. I would say, yeah, put, yeah, because no one is proud of like Google, really. You know what I mean? I guess you, maybe you are, but like you're not like, oh yeah, you you say, oh Google did that, not America did that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, G- Google came from America, but they're not. They aren't America. You know what I mean? They're not us doing it. The question is, is how can that be, you know, remedied? That's it's a hard. That, I don't, that's a question that's that a I don't. Very, I don't have an answer. It's a bit of a paradox because. Yeah. The more prosperous a country is, the less uh, a single person or, or a single household needs other people. If everyone's pretty right. prosperous, you build community by the sharing of resources um, and time with other people. So the more prosperous a country becomes, the less communal. Um, the less you need to share resources. That's why we yeah. need to become a communist country, and all of our problems will be fixed. Uh, right? Yeah. I think we just figured out 
uh, an easy solution. That will who go better to do that than a central authoritarian <laughs> leader, Trump? I'm sure it will. All, I'm sure the process will go very, very smoothly, the, as it has in the past. The process. Perhaps, <laughs> trust the pro, trust the communist process. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps in the future, as Aaron was saying, in the past there was a need to. Um, become a community and bond together over a necessity of resources, right? Perhaps in the future there will be, it will you'll have you will have to do that and come together, but not through necessity, but by active want for the need of their own uh, health or well-being. Like people will have to take active steps to form a community rather than ne- n- um, necessary steps to. You understand? It will it will oh, become so, okay. Yeah, it I'm will saying. become necessary because of. Uh, a poverty of strong mental health, not that makes health. sense. That actually makes a lot of sense, right? And the more we know about what this, what uh, ourselves, such as needing a community and needing that unity or whatever, then we'll be able to sort of maybe be the architects of our own solution to the problem. Like, like you're saying, like we'd, right. we'd solve the the mental health crisis by creating our, our own communities within the country. And this seems to be a very... This might take a while to figure out. This is a very new phenomenon, I would say. Uh, what's a new phenomenon? Th- this this lack of necessity to rely on, on others. Oh, yeah. That's extru- like new. By new, I mean within the last 50 years. It's a new yeah, it's Which a new is phenomenon. crazy, because if you compare that... Well, to all, to all of human history, history, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And yeah. we've only begun... To study these types of things, you know, we're we're a long ways off from figuring it out. It's going to take a very long time. But I I don't know if it, why is it going to take a very long time though? Because uh, with people that once people know the what the problem is, once the problem's been identified, and then we can then we can work towards uh, solving the problem. I mean, I don't see if we can all band together to. Uh, get a man on the moon. Why can't we band together to solve a me- the mental health crisis? And all, honestly, even banding together to solve the me- mental health crisis in itself is banding together and will solve the me- mental health crisis. It'll be a circular sort of building upon itself. Yeah, the, the, I hope you're right, but it's so ingrained in American culture, this sense of you know, rugged individualism and not you know doing things doing things on your own not eating anyone else um and i think that's going to take some time to to uh get over um, yeah you're you, i think you might be right about that i mean just think about all the people who live lifestyles that are sort of antithetical to a strong community-based life people where you just you have a home uh you drive to work, you work eight hours, drive back, uh, you go right back to your family, eat dinner, go to sleep, and then like just repeat that yeah. for 40 years. I mean, a lot of people live that, those type of lives. Um, the rate of civic involvement um, or just the, 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 the rate of participation in any community-based institution or league has just has just drastically gone down over the last fifty years. The people so. just get caught in like their own bubbles, like and don't like they're not receptive of stuff that goes on outside of them. I feel like they're yeah. just like 
are occupied with exactly what entails and affects their own lives, and then just yeah. like everything else is just not relevant. But uh, another thing is, I was thinking, uh, people are really self-interested, um, and that's not bad. Um, and that could even be used because people, um, like people want, want what's best for themselves. So if they see something good that's happening, then they're going to want to go and join that good thing. Um, so if, if a community is, ha is growing or, or something like that, then it could really be, or that sort of lifestyle or knowledge that comes along with community building is, is growing, then, you know, they might want to be a part of that because they see it being a good thing. I mean, people, people want to be happy, so, yeah. Well, I guess we're all more patriotic now, huh? <laughs> That's kind of nice. We just got to Vegas yesterday, and we're going to devote a full episode to that, so don't worry. Um, there's a whole lot to go, it's going to go on there. But, uh, there's this one little bit that we got to talk about, it was pretty funny. So we got to Vegas, and today we went to this place called Cafe Rio, and we got these famous salads that they had there. So we get our salads, and we're uh, fishing up, basically, it was a really good salad. Bang, as I would like to say. And then uh, Aaron notices that th there's this big old pepper in his, um, in the middle of his salad. And, he, and I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't really look like a jalapeno. It looks a little bit distorted and stuff. Um, and I was like, it's probably not that hot. You know, it doesn't look that hot. Um, and then Aaron just decides, yeah, I'm just going to try it. Like, why not? So he bites the tip of the pepper. Yeah, I, uh, I bit the tip. And as you guys know, I've gotten really into spice. Addicted to hot, I'm addicted to hot sauce right now. Um, and uh, the tip was definitely spicy. It grew. It like kept growing and growing. Uh, my tongue was in a fair amount of pain for a little bit there, um, but eventually it died down. But then uh, I think <laughs> I think it was Leonard who started trying to get Nate to have some of the pepper. I'm the I'm the one with the second best spice tolerance, so I'm the most likely to do it. But I was like, ah, my stomach, my intestines sort of hurt right now from. <laughs> we've been eating a fair amount of spicy food, and not that much. Some some like pretty greasy, intense food recently. So I'm like, oh, maybe not today. But then uh, I was like, all right, um, if someone will go odds with me, uh, or whatever, then I'll I'll do it. So, <clears throat> so in odds, someone says a number. And then you count down from three, and then both people have to say a number between one and whatever that number is at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to do it as long as um, someone would do the same thing with me and also possibly take a bite of the pepper. Right. But no one wanted to but have, course, take any risks. But of course, Leonard and Tim were both too scared to have some of the pepper. So I realized that if, if Nate was going to try this pepper, it would have to be... Me who did the odds, even though I <laughs> even though I just took a bite of this really <laughs> spicy pepper. But um, uh, I figured I'd do it. Uh, I did. I do it for the group uh, to force Nate to have some of this really spicy pepper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I figured uh, we probably won't get like we probably won't choose the same number anyway, and he won't eat it. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, I I agree to this because you know that was you know my my condition was met. Someone was going to do odds with me and swap off here. So um, I choose the number eight. So I uh, basically when Kim, Tim uh, or when Leonard counted down from three, we would both say a number between one and eight. And um, so you know Leonard goes three, two, one, and we both go. Two. Two. <laughs> so that means that I have to take a, uh, uh, a bite of this pepper that Aaron had already been dying from. And he was, still, he was still, like, sweating as we were doing this game. And so I take a bite, and I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. Oh, I so I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, all the, the spice is just in the, the tip there. You know, like, I took a bite of the middle of the pepper. It wasn't that bad. Um, it was definitely burning, but I was like, eh, I can handle this, you know. And my spice tolerance isn't as good as Aaron's, so, like, uh, it, it wasn't, like, something like that, like, where our spice tolerances were different. So then, then uh, to follow up on the, the deal, Aaron has to also uh, do a bite of the pepper if, if we get the same number on odds. Yeah. So and, and my the tip of my tongue is still burning from my first bite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, I guess we've foreshadowed this a lot at this point. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, spoiler alert: we guessed the same freaking number again twice in a row. <laughs> he get yeah. His odds are one to six. So that's uh, one um, like one six times one eighth. Uh, so that's one forty eighth of a chance that we both get the odds right. Uh, on the same time, at the same time, so, um, yeah, kind of crazy, and then Aaron had to take another bite of this freaking pepper. So I, yeah, I take a bite of the, my second bite of the pepper, and I, Nate just happened to get, I think, the, just the one part of the pepper that didn't have many seeds in it, because I take this second bite, and oh my lord, my mouth was just absolutely fried. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just, I was, I was tearing up. You were doing anything you could. You were putting water in your mouth. You were, tra- you were drinking the salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing anything you could. You're I'm doing, scrubbing I'm your doing, tongue. I'm doing shots of, like, basil vinaigrette. Ooh, um, ooh. It's anything. It was rough. I actually considered drinking uh, hot sauce that was less hot just to get the taste You actually thought I actually was oh considering. I had, I had Cholula right in front of me. Um, and I was, I considered just drinking it. That was how hot this pepper was. Goddamn. And my stomach was just, it's still not doing so well. Yeah. But I, if we could put like, uh, like the mic up to our stomachs right now, they'd just be like <laughs> screaming in pain. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. stomach is not happy with me at all. Yeah. It, it, I mean, me neither to a lesser extent, but yeah. We it got, was painful. It was painful. The fates had it out for us today. I got too cocky. Yeah. Again. Again. Alright, that'll do it for this podcast. We hope you guys uh, enjoyed it, and please remember to like, uh, share, and subscribe on all of our platforms, iTunes, Google Play, and Facebook, and uh, from all of us in Vegas, goodbye.
help you.